0: Also, be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at Sportsman'sEmpire.com.
1: All right, welcome back to another week of Uncensored, folks. Before we get going into things, we want to talk about GunBroker a little bit.
0: Yeah, this episode is brought to us by our friends over at GunBroker.com. Make sure you're checking out their penny auctions. Find an episode of No Low Ballers, our other podcast with GunBroker, where they talk about. Pro tips for winning some penny auctions. See what cool stuff you can find on there to give your loved ones for this holiday season. I oh,
2: It's nice. good for ammo.
1: Yeah. It's good some like cheap oh, ammo. Yeah. 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 That's the pro hack for using it, apparently. Get a bunch of free ammo. And you get a bunch of other stuff, too. A bunch of cheap ammo.
0: and Basically pay for shipping.
1: Yeah, shipping. So, cool. All right. Well, this is a cool episode today, guys. We finally have a, a buck story. I won't say who. Uh, we've got a cool fishing story in North Carolina. I've been hunting, Erica's been hunting, and uh, so we're going to get me and Erica out of the way here, and then let the two other guys go. So why don't you, why don't you t- give us oh, an update? Oh no, okay.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm not the buck story. Uh, <laughs> so go ahead and fast forward through me. Lead not buried. Um, yes, but okay, so in Indiana, we're still in archery, okay? Saturday, coming up, we go into gun. So ben and out went I don't know i probably had about three or four sits by now um seen some stuff feel good about my spot um neighbor man kind of goes out when I do in his spot too and well when we're out at the same time we'll text back and forth like what are you seeing because we're close-ish not close-ish but like whatever. Anyways. So he's always like, I see a 10 pointer over here and mm. it's about 10 yards. And I'm like, why are you not shooting? Yeah, and he's dude. like, I'm waiting for something bigger. And I'm like, can oh, you my. just like scare it over my way? <laughs> homie? like, please? Okay. Anyway. So Saturday we're sitting, um, get out early, spook myself into the stand. We're up there. Great. I've calmed down now. Cause you know, I get like super scared walking into the woods. Was there,
2: was there like, like an event that scared you? No, or you it's just, just it's just like life. the nature of it. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
3: Right. Um, get up to the tree stand sitting, daylight comes great. Um, don't see anything, don't see any don't see anything. Like the squirrels aren't even like out much. Mm-hmm. So that was great. It felt good. It like the the um, temperature had went down a little bit, and I was like, "This, this is gonna be a good morning." But now it's nine o'clock, and there's I haven't seen anything. And neighbor man is like, "Oh, I've seen two bucks and three does," <laughs> and like this other guy over, like on his property, he's seen like three does. And I'm like, "I haven't seen anything." <laughs> uh, God, I've got like the worst part ever. And so finally, about nine nine thirty, um, I hear grunting. And I've not heard that before. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why this it was exciting to me, right? And so I'm like, oh, my God, this is it, like, right? Because, okay, this is my third year hunting. The first year, I got a button buck. Um, second year, I got a four-pointer. So I'm just trying to exceed what I what I've done before, right? So I'm like, oh, my God, this is it. And so I've, like... I stand up and I grab my bow and I'm like oh my god oh my god like trying to get my binoculars out to look I cannot find it I'm like where is it it's behind me somewhere and I, I it goes off and on and it does this for a while then kind of stops and I am still like I cannot get a look at it it's somewhere over there and finally after I've like worked myself up into a frenzy like I can't find it oh also rewind about 30 minutes prior to that there had been a doe come through Mm. so i'm like okay this is the point i've been waiting for Mm -hmm. like this is how it lines up right and still can't find it still can't find it and i'm trying to be still because the doe is still in the area she's she's coming around Mm. to me so i'm like this is great he's gonna like follow her okay great guess what i see it it is a button bug oh and i'm like are you hitting me like i thought this was like the thing right yeah. so that that's still good like i watch it i'm not gonna shoot it um
1: his voice was like cracking when he was grunting yeah <laughs> uh
3: and she and she's just like annoyed right here, like, here. like get out of here yeah, like, um yeah. but he is just like he gets closer he's so like swollen up he's foaming and like drooling from the mouth (laughs) and i've not seen that before i'm like oh my god are you kidding me so anyways they're in the area for a while 30 minutes then i hear like more what is that sorry okay then i hear like more wrestling i look over and there is a spike buck coming through and he's Mm. got It's like seven inch spikes. It's a weird, Mm -hmm. weird homie. Um, he comes in and I'm oh great, they're gonna fight because he's over here still grunting at home girl with his little nose and his. (laughs) Yeah, he he looks like he's been in fights. His eye, like the one that had been grunting, he's got like a red, bloodied eye, and like Mm -hmm. maybe some of his spike has been like bloody. I don't know, Mm -hmm. but I'm like great, they're gonna fight. Well, he. He comes in, and this is the weirdest thing that happened. Another doe came in also. So for about like an hour and a half, they had just been circling. And I thought like, okay, maybe I'm like hunting over bait, right? Like I'm just going to wait for like the big one to come in Mm -hmm. because there's two does. And like, anyways, that didn't happen. But the one thing that I did want to point out is that the smaller button buck was clearly like rutting right like he's all puffed up he's drooling he's grunting falling this okay but the spike buck who I would think was older he looked smaller in size and I don't know if that's because he wasn't just like swollen up and he wasn't like in rut but every time they got close the spike buck would just go would back off and lay down he would go bed and then, like, maybe they would kind of get closer again. He would stand up. There was another, like, Fondo that kind of came up to the spike. And he'd kind of get up and look at her. And then Homeboy, the um one, like, clearly in rut, would come up to him. And he would bed down again.
2: How good of a look did you get at this button buck, allegedly? The one that was, like, really running?
3: Um, cause
2: you tell for sure that he's got, like, buttons? Or are they possibly broke? Yeah, that, See, I'm, that's kind of what I
3: wondered that. was... Were they
2: because it sounds like he's the dominant buck?
3: But do you think like both of them broke off? Could it at happen the- it happens.
2: if they get injuries? If, you it, didn't if he gets see something injured else. in velvet, especially, mm-hmm. they could have even just not grown in. Um, the other thing, too, that like what you said is just because one has bigger antlers, bigger spikes, whatever, mm-hmm. doesn't necessarily mean it's the older buck,
3: it's, yeah.
2: It sounds like the one that we're calling the button buck in this scenario is the dominant buck. Right. And he's probably, I'm guessing, older.
3: Yeah, he looked bigger, but I didn't know if that was just because he was, like, so swollen. Mm -hmm. Okay, if I shot him, does he count as a button buck? I don't know
2: how Indiana's system works. Mm
3: -hmm. Well, Indiana DNR, please reach out.
1: Yeah, I think it's, like, three or four inches, right? I don't know. But, like, if they were,
3: Indiana's three or three or below right but yeah. like if it's broke off
2: it's below three it's Below three. that's true it's antlerless yeah
3: yeah antlerless okay well that was my story so it was exciting yeah. i that's heard cool. the grunt like they were around for like an hour or so um i had to go to my son's basketball game i was late to it because i wasn't about to <laughs>
1: blow it up yeah, yeah girl just blow up everything why were you late i was hunting
3: yeah <laughs> like tim i'm a provider now <laughs> you take the kids to basketball <laughs> he, he loves it. when i do that Yeah. He hates it. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
1: Great. Cool. I'll get my stuff out of the way. Um, So I went hunting with Phil on Friday, took work off, and um, we were hunting this farm, the private farm that we've got access to, where they just want to get deer shot. And um, so we went out there, and I think we got up in the tree at like 2.30 or something like that and uh, he set up kind of like on a field edge like corner and then i'm on a uh, easement that kind of runs through the back of the property and connects two fields and we know that they just cruised through those two places so there's a high likelihood of us seeing something and um on my front i climbed a tree got up there and realized i had like zero shooting lane it was the worst i thought i like looked in my head and i was like oh i'm gonna get above that so i'll have a perfect shot down at the scrape good I get up there, and I'm standing there for like two seconds. I start rationalizing it, and I'm like, you're rationalizing a bad situation. Get down. So I climbed two trees that day. Uh, That sucked, and it was like 65, so I was like sweating. Um, But then a while goes by, I didn't see anything, but Phil texts me. He's like, hey, I got a buck in the field. Well, when we walked in, I did a drag, and so I put some Tink 69 on there and was dragging it across the field. And, like, right through where Phil was going to be hunting, basically, uh, along that field, and drug it down through there. It actually broke off. The P-cord broke off my boot, so I didn't end up dragging it all the way through the woods. And it just, like, ended up sitting on the side of the field, which (laughs) comes into play. Okay. and so along the way... I'm very confused buck. Yeah. <laughs> along the way, I don't know if this is, like, something to do, but, like, my cord broke off, so I just had, like, a bottle of thing 69, so, like, every yeah. 25 steps, I just, mm-hmm. like,
2: hit a little drip, and then there was just two scrapes or I just, like... That's how you would do it way back know. in the day, yeah. you know, growing up, before they came out with all the fancy stuff. I've just, had
0: those cords rip off,
2: too. Yeah. we just well, drop just, it while we were walking or yeah. find scrapes, whatever. Well, I
1: ended up hunting with Tucker and saw a better way of using the cord, but I just basically tied one little basic knot on the loop of my boot. And so it wasn't the PCOR that broke. It was just my crappy knot. Mm. Uh, No, I've had
0: like the thorns and briars and stuff actually rip rip it it apart. Yeah. Uh,
1: Well, we didn't have a long way to go and it (laughs) still broke off. But so he texted me, hey, I got a buck in this field. And he just followed the the drag line straight to Phil's tree. And uh, he's like, I was like big, like shooter buck. And he's like, "Uh, not real big. I still might shoot him. And then sure enough, a while later, he's like, I shot him. So I'm like, okay, cool. And he's like, give it five minutes, get down, come over to where I'm at. So that's what I did, get over there. And he's like, I've already gone over and checked. Uh, he's like, there's blood. He's like, I can't find my arrow. There's blood where I shot him. I'm like, okay, Cool. So he also shows me on his tree. He only went two sticks up, so he's like eight feet up in the tree. His bottom stick slipped out, and he fell and, like, sliced the crap out of his hand. There was, like, blood all over his own tree. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he have a yeah. falling incident before? He did, before, yeah. 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 Not far from the spot, yeah, yeah. Um, Little
2: accident-prone
1: for him. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it wasn't too bad. Uh, so we took our stuff back to the truck and called the landowner and— It's like Phil's brother-in-law, and he's like, "Yeah, they've already harvested all the soy." He's like, "You can drive your truck back there." So I literally just drove my truck all the way across this huge field that we were gonna have to drag it across, get over the blood. Like, all right, start tracking, and I've got a bunch of pictures. I mean, a lot of blood. Like, we're tracking a lot of blood here, and when we're looking at it, it feels like it looks like it could be lung blood because it's kind of bubbly. Comes into play in a sec, but. So we're tracking, 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 and we're kind of finding like little dots and then we'll find a pile, then little dots and a pile and, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. Never found the arrow. And all of a sudden I'm like, man, we're getting close to that property line. And he's like, okay, hang on. Let me message. Uh, actually, the one of the property owners is a high school buddy of ours. So text him, yeah, cool. Track, you know, wherever, do whatever you need to do. Great. Get to the property line well there's a T section of property line mm-hmm. so there's the high school guy and then there's another man that we do not know landowner does not know and we're out there and <laughs> call the landowner like we're trying we tried all the numbers we could on this one property tried them all and all disconnected couldn't get a hold of them and it's dark you know and so we're like we're not going to go like up to his house or anything mm-hmm. like uh, so call landowner. Hey, do y'all know this guy? He's like, yeah, I think my dad knows him. Uh, don't worry about it. Just go go through there. <laughs> go through <laughs> there. And, uh, you him. know, just just if you get caught in a cam, don't worry about it. I'll have my dad call him tomorrow. <laughs> Hangs up. Me and Phil look at each other. We're like,
0: <sighs> <laughs> no. <laughs>
1: Not going to be doing that. Turned out it was a good thing we didn't. But uh, so we get to the property line, and I'm kind of looking across. I see like one like speck of blood basically before the property line and I'm looking across and like nothing. Like we don't see anything, like I don't know, you know, what happened but
3: is it like a large field when you No, cross it's all in the woods. woods. Yeah, all okay. in the woods.
1: And uh it like it got shot kind of in a field, ran into the woods, ran across the easement I was hunting and then over to this other property. And uh so we kinda of both are just like, I mean, there's really nothing we can do here. Like we're not gonna go tromp around on this property, so we back out and leave called tucker in the truck and we were all kind of talking through like how it went down or whatever and he's like i'd go back tomorrow see if you can get a hold of the landowner and that's what phil ended up doing uh, me and tucker went out and hunted and phil went out to try to find this buck the night that night before we tracked it like i think it was like a third a little over a third of a mile of like consistent blood and um the next day when he got a hold of the landowner landowner landowners like i'm gonna come meet you at the property line and show you around i don't want you messing up my hunting spots Mm -hmm. well phil ended up finding the blood trail and it went straight to this thicket that the landowner said do not go into that thicket Uh. and so phil was like i don't really know what to do here so Uh. i'm gonna he went back and started walking the property line to see if it came back across he said he found a little bit but it's hard because you don't know. Like yeah. sometimes they'll, you know, they'll double back, they'll do all this crazy stuff, and so uh, basically wrote it off. I mean, there's not like the <gasps> that's landowner because yeah, oh, the landowner, no. the landowner would not let him into that thicket
3: because he probably knew like that's where they bedded, and he didn't want y'all messing. He would up. he would
1: call it bedding. I would assume yeah, or maybe he got trail camera pictures of bucks or something back there. But he was like, was I'm hiding not. He whatever. <laughs> but he told Phil, you're not allowed in that thicket, and he tracked the blood straight to the thicket, and so he's like he wasn't so, with
3: y'all when you tracked to the thicket the landowner i wasn't it was <coughs> just
1: phil so mm-hmm. i me and tucker
0: were hunting the next morning
3: oh. phil
1: went
0: out uh and yeah so, so if he's if he's letting his spots be uninterrupted until rifle season opens this weekend is that what you Saturday. Said? In Indiana, yeah, yeah 18th so i wonder if there's like another chance you could at least go in and try to recover general area but yeah if there's no rain
1: but we started talking about it more in the blood i've got pictures it's like a really rich bright bright red blood and so it's possible that and he found fresh blood the second day uh but it's possible Mm. that it's like muscle blood um and he's like i i don't know that i got a great shot on him i think i shot him a little high and a little forward um he's like i think i kind of got him in the neck um Mm. so Hmm. if it passed through and got him in the neck it's possible he makes it you know you just don't you don't know, but uh, yeah, that's where that story ends. It's kind of yeah. kind of a bummer. I Hate um, that. I know. Still super conf- conflicted because he's like, I mean, I shot. A, I technically shot a buck. I know I shot it. He's like, I don't know if it died or not. The Thing about that property out there is they want as many deer shot as possible, and so it's kind of like, you know, can't blame him for wanting to go back out and hunt. Like I haven't heard his official decision, but I would yeah. imagine that he's going to consider that tag unpunched and and keep yeah. going. So. Me and Tucker went out the next morning. That same morning, Phil was tracking out there. And uh, we went. We got up at like 3.30 and like went up to his grandpa's, some public that neighbors his grandpa's. And that's the earliest morning I've had so far.
3: <laughs> it 3.30? Was, it was. You were sitting out there at 3.30? No, what you that's up? what we
1: got up. We had a, a bit of a drive and uh, got out there with plenty of time, hiked up. He said it was a rough. It was kind of a rough hike. We got up there, and it's like all uphill. I set up. He set up, um, and about 45 minutes after sun up, uh, he texted me like, "Hey, don't a buck headed your way. Uh, pretty nice buck." And so I'm like, you know, all jacked up. And uh, he he saw them, and he said that he he was like, "I can see your orange hat over like over the ridge. Like I know where you're at, and I think they're about 70 yards from you." I look over 70 yards, and there's two giant deadfalls, like huge walls of trees. Hmm. And sure enough, doe is walking slowly, buck's walking behind, like real quiet, stealth. I mean, it's crunchy and not hearing a thing. And uh, he's like, I was watching them, and I couldn't even hear them. Like, they were real quiet. And uh, the doe gets up to that wall of trees, like stands there for a while, and then turns right, walks like falls along the trees and then they just continued down the ridge. So they were gonna they were walking right to me and just turned right out of my life. So that was the end of that hunt. Hunted whatever and then went and played in an alumni high school baseball game.
3: Yeah boy. <laughs>
1: <That> was, <laughs> How'd you was, do? Fine. Right. <laughs> <That's good. laughs> the most
0: important factor is did you pull anything?
1: No, I didn't. Yeah. I'm good. That's
0: good. <laughs> yeah.
3: You need to take that um Tinks drag to, to run around to the bases your, no 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 it's back to your last hunting spot and like pull it over the
1: oh the dead falls the dead the falls. falls oh well yeah i mean he did i walked with him and he had to drag the whole way and then he set mm-hmm. up a like he hung one by my tree hung one by his tree uh we had it all over the place oh i dropped my grunt tube out of the tree when phil texted me uh hey, shot a buck or whatever. I'm climbing down and it just fell out of my bag and I was like, I'll get that when I get down. And I'm like thinking Forgot through about all this it. stuff, you know. Forgot about it. And Tucker texted me, like, hey, they're coming your way. Hit him with a grunt. And I reached into my bag oh. and I'm like, Oh. And he's like, Well, do you have your rattling antler- antlers? I left those in the truck. Just just them grunt. He goes, uh he goes, uh, Okay, that's all right. I was like, I have a bleat can. <laughs> he's like, do that <laughs> So anything. I was like,
3: <laughs> <laughs> so is that the strategy though? Like, if okay, when I couldn't hear that guy grunting, like, well, not hear him when I could hear him, but I couldn't see him. Should I have grunted, or it could would that work. have just like blown it? Yeah. Like, we just don't know. just it, it, it could work. 50-50. Depends on
1: situation. The way Tucker explained it to me, which I liked, was if if you can see the buck and he's working your way, and he's going to be a little bit out of range. Uh, and you've got some room to work with, like hitting them with a grunt can make sense during this time of year because they'll come right. to that. Um, if they're out of range and not working your way and you see them just start work another way, you hit them with rattle and mm. see if, like, it's kind of a last-ditch effort. And then rattling is obviously going to be plenty loud that if you're not seen anything and it's, like, a good time of the day, you can try to bring them in that way too. But he was talking about specifically, like, if you can see the deer or you know they're very close, like, the, that's how he... I really don't know the bleat can strategy. I just bought one and was like, I know this time of year, you know. I you feel like bleat cans them, honestly only bleats in general. Really, only going to do anything to a dough. Right. Um,
3: yeah. They're going to bring in a dough.
1: Well, there was a Could. he was following no. a dough. So in that situation, I was talking. I knew I was talking, talking to the, the
3: dough.
2: Yeah, and trying uh, to get the dough to come up. But okay. Yeah, I mean <laughs> you can you can hit a buck with a challenge grunt. I've done it a few times. I've called in a couple bucks with challenge grunts, but also if you're calling at a a deer that's been getting it, getting beat up all season and then you hit them with a challenge grunt, they can turn around and just book it right out of the mm-hmm. area too, and I've seen that before. Okay. And then I've occasionally given tending grunts before when I've seen bucks, and it'll catch his attention like, oh, there's a buck over there running does. I'm going to go see what he's doing.
3: Okay. I have a, a Primos. Um, it's a grunt and bleat. Like it's – you blow in one end and it's a grunt and the Mm. other one is a bleat. And um, I forget which one's which. So (laughs) I'm like, wait, we just (laughs) gonna roll a dice (laughs) here. And (laughs) usually the wrong one. (laughs) And I'm like, so should I hit it with the grunt after the bleat? Or I don't know. Maybe I'll just put this down.
1: Yeah. I need to practice my my mouth grunt. I've never tried to know how to like do it on my own. Do it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's pretty bad all right those stories are out of the way boys who wants to go next
0: i can go next okay all right. <clears throat> so uh it's kind of like a week long of outdoor stories that have been building up so <clears throat> november 3rd archery season in kentucky still i have an afternoon to get out um and i do it's a south wind it's not the best wind for the spot that i'm going to but after kind of bounce around ideas of Braden, i'm going i got a chance to go i'm going I get out there and I have my little wind checker. Well, the wind, something about the trees, the creek, the holler, that wind is not doing what it's supposed to be doing. Mm. It's still going north, even though it's a south wind. So something was causing it to to spiral and come back. So I got set up in a really good spot um, over a primary scrape that's been literally beat to crap. It's been there last year when I was out there. So I know it's getting used a lot. Sprayed some tinks in it, just kind of freshen it up. And then I set up behind a hay bale that's left out in the field as like a blind. So I can stand over it with my had plenty of space to draw and everything. 33-yard shot to the scrape. Buck comes in 6 o'clock-ish, somewhere around there. See him coming on the other side of the creek. See him coming behind the trees. No, no, no. Backtrack. I'm I'm watching the backfield and I see a spike sprinting through the field. I'm like, ooh, somebody scared him. Mm. And there's no like it's not people just based on where the property this part of the property, it's not people that scared him. So I'm thinking there's a bigger buck coming. Well, a minute later, here comes this eight point along the tree line, working a couple scrapes, hitting the licking branches. And that's the point where I'm like And he he's two hundred yards off still. But he comes down the tree line, cuts across the creek, hits a rub, and I'm sitting on this scrape like he's gotta he's he's gotta come here. I know he's going to. Comes up the hill, right where he's supposed to, stops at that scrape. I pop up from behind my hay bale, draw, shoot, my arrow goes behind his butt. <laughs> what? Behind his butt. And I'm like What in the world just happened? That deer turns and looks like what was that pops off about 15 20 yards turns around standing broadside staring in my direction he turns again i squat down i knock another arrow i get back up like just to where my eyes are over the top of the hay bale he's standing broadside staring at me i stay there freeze i'm like mid squat by the way oh, <laughs> holding this squat He turns, moves off a little bit more, so now he's probably at, like, 40. I'm like, okay, I could – not confident after that shot, but I could potentially make this. Come up a little bit more. He backs off to, like, 60-something, and I'm like, no, this is over. He does this three times coming out of that field to where he finally goes through the tree line. He knew something was off over there, but he never made me. He was blowing, just standing broadside blowing. Um. So, anyways, I was confident he didn't see me. I don't know what happened. I don't know if I released mid-draw and it didn't have – because it just kind of boop, didn't seem like it flew flat. That's like a nightmare. I feel like I've had that nightmare before. <laughs> like, dude. You just, like, take your shot. You got, like, a, a
2: ripped like, vein or something on that area? No,
0: there's, I looked at the arrow. I mean, I went over and saw it. And when I went over and got it, yeah. it's in the ground just to the broadhead. It's not oh. even that far in the mm. ground. Like, I don't know what I did. Mm. So, anyways – Oh, I guess I should preface. I had only broadhead tuned at twenty yards, and I don't know if there's some drastic failure after twenty. But whatever, I missed that deer. He goes on. I go over, get my arrow. There's another buck in the back field, staring me down. He's got one antler. He's lost the other one. Elliot. Yeah, <laughs> unicorn. So um, I just bolt out of. That. I was like, I'm gonna get out of here before anything else comes in. Like I'm gonna low the spot up, because I knew I was coming back the next weekend for a rifle season opening. Halt. That's the end of that story. Nothing but thinking about that for the next week of <laughs> how blue that shot. Uh, he was a good size 8. I mean, he was tight and tall. He wasn't real wide, but he was a good deer. That story got him roasted on his birthday card for my wife. <laughs> yes. So Savannah threw a little jab. Um, and I think cursed me, as we'll see in a minute. So, <laughs> I so that then <clears throat> this was friday saturday hung out with some friends that night sunday morning liz and i are getting up early and driving to western north carolina for a few days um, to fish and hike we're staying kind of at the base of great smoky mountain national park about um, five minutes down the road so we drive up into the park we are going to fish deep creek which is you know a small mountain stream really clear water spooky trout pretty deep no it's not there's like (laughs) (laughs) there's some like 10 15 foot holes but nothing crazy
2: Hmm. so clear creek super muddy yeah or iceland (laughs) (laughs) um so we go
0: up and we you know there's a a lower section that they say get the fishing gets the most pressure or you know it's close to the parking lot gets the most pressure hardest fish to catch i catch one catch a rainbow um then i catch a little brown trout and we're talking like 10 12 inches not real big fish in the national park the fish are fairly small well there's a big one that we can see and we're both of us are kind of casting to it from opposite sides he's in an eddy so he's facing downstream and liz is on that side well i'm over here i guess my Forty-year-old eyes are giving me problems already. Trying to tie on another fly, <laughs> and she's like, "Jacob." And just, I thought something was wrong. Like somebody's sneaking up behind her. Flip my head over, and she's hooked this big trout that we've been no. eyeballing in the creek. And so she pulls it out. It's fourteen-inch brown trout. Nice. We um we fish. We hike up a couple miles and come back down. Go into town to the fly shop because. Um, Sadly, I was looking for some readers so that I could see to tie my flies on, <laughs> and, uh, and we walk we walk in the door to the fly shop, and the like. We didn't ask any questions. Hey, how you doing? Water's low, fishing's terrible. Um, I don't know where to tell you to go. I'm like, oh, okay. What well, you well, have we to say just, about that? <laughs> yeah, like, we we just caught some up a neat creek, and he's like, what? Yeah, we caught some. She caught a, you know, a brown trout. And Liz was like, "How big was it?" I was like, "14 inches or so." This guy's like, "Bullshit." <laughs> <laughs> he thinks we're just lying, blowing smoke. He's like, "Where were you?" And I, we told him like the exact like, "There's a bridge over the the creek at this one spot." He's like, "You caught fish there?" I'm like, "Yeah, man, we caught four of them." And so, he's like do you fish the Cumberland river? He's at this point, he's trying to do the math in his head. Like, how are these people good enough to go in there and catch these fish when nobody else is catching them? So that was like a little stroke of the ego. Lizard. I'm I walked a- out of there, <laughs> chest puffed Wait, Why did he ask you about that?
3: Because like the Cumberland river was,
0: he, he was trying to figure out how did us out of towners know how to fish well enough to come oh, in and okay. fish those pressured fish and okay. catch them when nobody else should be. So that was fun. Um, I've never had that coming out of a flash shop before where I was just like, uh-huh, he, like, I'm, like I'm the best. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am great. Yeah. If you want me to guide you later, I got you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It am better than you, and we know it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was cool. And then the next day, we didn't know where we were going to go. It was kind of a morning of decision. I was like, let's go to Cherokee. So you go over to the Cherokee reservation. You have to buy a special fishing permit for the reservation. But then there's this stretch of the Rageman Fork that is fly fishing only, catch and release only, trophy section. 20 to 30 inch fish are common. Not that every fish that you're going to catch there is 20, 30 inches, but they are uh, a regular occurrence. So we go park really close to this bridge that goes over the creek. Um, Obviously it's a bridge, so there's a lot of pressure in that section of the creek. And then... um, so, you know, I'm instantly, you guys have fished with me before, you know, I like these little tiny flies, so like little tiny stuff and, um, kind of pride myself on chasing big fish. So what I like to do. So I am like antsy to get after these fish. So there's another guy fishing on one side of the bridge and we go to the other side and go down about hundred yards beyond this next riffle, give him some space. And I'm nymphing. I'm doing my little tiny nymphs, not getting anything Well, I'm, i I'll try something else. Let's go, let's go big. So I try on a streamer, throw it across the current, let it swing across the current. Bam. Get this this rainbow trout in. He's probably 15, 16, fat, healthy. I mean, these, these are hatchery fish. I do want to clarify that. They do stock this creek. So I'm like, okay, this is a good fish. I mean, it's a really good fish around here. It's a good fish for that river. Swing it through there again a couple more times, catch another fish. Uh, it's about the same size. Um, then the next fish I catch out of this hole, kite jaw, hmm. fat, colored up really pretty. Like this was my favorite fish of the trip and in a second, um, but there was a bigger fish, but this one was so pretty, so cool. And then, so we go down to this other section and it's big boulders and stuff. And this water's coming through. You can see the fish cause the water's really clear and I can see this fish with like a gash on its spine and uh i cast and it comes over and looks at my fly i'm like oh i got gotcha. you mm-hmm. but he goes back he doesn't take it mm-hmm. so i switch flies pick him out of there he's again just like healthy handful size fish uh but then at this point i'm getting tired we haven't eaten it's you know what i do it's like <laughs> two yeah. o'clock if you drinking any water or <laughs> ate at all today
1: no there's a fish right here on yeah.
0: but this is this I'm telling you, dude, this is my favorite kind of fishing because you can see a big fish and now it's a chess match of, Mm -hmm. I'm going to beat you. Like I'm going to get you. And so I'm like, I'm on level 10 the whole day. So I'm just worn out. I'm like, let's go, let's go into town. Let's grab a beer, get something to eat. We go back down to the bridge and the other guy that was fishing with us, he was like, before you all leave, you need to come fish here. I can see 15, 20 like big fish right in my, my lane. So, he had moved down, so when we walked back, I was like, well, let's just cast here for a little bit. Well, I'm getting, I'm using my streamer at first, and I'm getting flashes of a lot of fish. And so, I'm switching flies, like, constantly, just, okay, five casts with that. They, I see them missing it. They don't get it, and then they stop, so I switch flies, and I go back at them. I catch a 21-inch rainbow trout that is girthy and fat, and it fought, like, peel and drag off the reel. Like I mm-hmm. actually had to fight it for a while. Great fish. They, this is a birthday trip. They, this, <laughs> this capped it off. is a really good fish. But like I said, that other one was, was cooler. Mm-hmm. Um, just awesome. Like highly recommend this this trip. We got to do it as a group. Like whoever wants to go at some point. Very fun. Not inexpensive. The uh, Cherokee get their worth on that trophy stretch. That yeah, It's like 75 bucks for us both to really? fish. Them. But, it was fun. Sounds worth it. Yeah. It yeah. took the opportunity to catch a fish of a lifetime and it's pretty. We saw elk right around the corner. Oh, Whoa. Cool. And there's elk tracks out by the oh, by the creek and cool. stuff. So the next day we're heading out of town. We stopped by this old river, not old river. It's a river I've fished multiple times. I know where the fish are. I've caught plenty of them there. We go catch a couple there and head back out of town. And then now we're coming into opening a rifle weekend, pumped to go out Saturday morning, get up at 3:30, get out to the spot. I I have to my brother-in-law's going with me. I was waiting on him a little bit. Then I had a nature break. Then we get out. <laughs> <laughs> we get out. I get out to my tree. I have not I have I, I get out there and I figure I have never set this saddle set up in the dark. I've all cuz I do so many afternoon hunts. I haven't oh. set this up in the dark. I get my first stick on no problem get my second stick on no problem third stick on i go to put my weight on that third stick and this thing flies off the tree like swings off the tree luckily i am anal about lining up my sticks perfectly so that when my feet fell off the bottom of that first step right to the next step oh nice (laughs) and because i mean if not i'm swinging into those things and smashing my face whatever but so at this point i'm holding on to this tree i'm like what just happened i can't see that stick i don't know if it broke i don't know what happened so i get up in the tree just kind of shook up a little bit but calm myself down Seven forty-five. i see a buck walking across far tree line it's 85 yards to this tree line from where i'm at and i you know i'm like okay now it's time this is let's get it done early let's go home and he's walking the tree line he gets to an opening in the tree line, and I see his butt. I'm like, dang it. I get my grunt tube out. That's not bad. Whoop. I see him turn his head, and then he steps back through that tree line mm. and comes on a rope around mm. the creek coming, again, another buck, doing exactly what I need him to do. He gets to about 40, 45 yards, I would say, and he goes out into the soybeans, and he's looking my direction, I can tell he's trying to. Where's this deer? I have never shot my rifle out of the saddle. This is my (laughs) first experiment (laughs) in the game. And I try to set up on my bridge rope, and I am like, my crosshairs are moving a lot, and I'm trying to calm myself, kind of trying to calm my breath. He starts taking some steps, and I pull off the shot, and he does not act hit. He acts surprised, but he does not act hit. He, he steps out in the field a little further towards that tree line, turns around, looks in my direction, just kind of like, what the hell was that? And then he just slowly walks himself <laughs> over to the tree line and goes through that hole that he was originally going to. Now, when he's stopped, I'm re-racking another round ready to go. By the time that happens, my my empty casing falls. ping 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 ping, mm. Down through my platform, hits the stick. He, that's when he turns and goes towards that tree line. I'm not going to – I'm not taking a bad shot. Just I don't do the uh, Texas hard shot. That <laughs> is, I haven't proven myself yet to be that good of a, uh, a name. So he walks through. Five minutes later, my brother-in-law cracks off a shot. He shoots a doe. He goes, gets her, whatever. He's field dressing her. I go back to the stand because I'm like, you, you're good. You got this. I'm going to go back over here. He's field dressing that doe, and a, a young buck runs into the field and just stands there staring at him. He has time to go get his rifle, figure out he's like looking for shells. He, he finds a, a bullet, no. puts it in his rifle, gets up in his truck, gets a good rest on the roof of his truck, shoots the buck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> what?
0: He's like, just standing Bucky there watching nice. it.
2: Yeah. I, I said this weekend. Got within almost two arm lengths of a small buck that was just staring at me in a field.
0: And you were just walking, just walking it. right towards it, dude. It's so weird, man. Brad
3: I did know. the same thing this weekend too. Mm-hmm.
0: Really? Yeah, So uh, about
3: it. Wait, so like when you say small buck, was it like a button buck or like are you talking like no? A six he was. Or? He was a
0: six. He was probably a year and a half six, six pointer.
3: Wow.
0: But he was like. I wanted a bigger buck, but this situation was so crazy that Mm -hmm. I felt like I needed to do it. Like, he delivered himself to me. So, yeah, he took that buck, too. So, he he gets his two deer. He gets out. I hunt the rest of the day. Um, I get blown out by a few does later, you know, right before dark. And I leave at dark. And, of course, my trail cam pops off that there's a buck right in front of where I was. So,
1: The best. (laughs)
0: <laughs> I will be back out there. It looks like wind- Wednesday is going to be the same weather-wind situation that I had when that buck came over to that scrape when I was at the hay bale, and so I'm going to try to see if there's some kind of magic in that situation and pair it up again, but please. What? Please continue. <laughs> <laughs>
2: continue what?
0: <laughs> Save us.
1: Uh,
3: something good. So we've hit three people with no bucks. Yeah. With no deer. No, well... Yeah, none of us have gotten anything. Mm-hmm. That's true. Friends have.
0: Oh, kicker. Brother-in-law texts me Sunday morning, got a third. And I'm like, what? Jeez. I didn't even know he was going hunting. He wasn't. He was driving to church and pegged a nice eight on uh-huh. the road with his truck.
2: My, uh-huh. my cousin <laughs> My cousin this morning texts me. He doesn't hunt. He owns some property. I do a little hunting out there, but he texts me this morning. He's like, got a nice buck. I'm like, what? You don't hunt? He's like, yeah, he drives semis. He's like, ran into the side of my semi this morning while I was (laughs) driving my route. (laughs) Dude.
0: And and the deer that he hit looked eerily similar to the deer I shot at Saturday morning.
1: Oh, Mm -hmm. could you imagine?
0: I have no way to know, but it looked very similar.
1: Oh, man. Derek. How long have I got? As much time as you need. A minute or two? No, as much time as you need. Okay.
2: So. As we've covered, rifle season opened here in Kentucky. I've been bow hunting quite a bit since I got back from North Dakota pretty heavily. Um, Just been seeing some small bucks. Um, Opening morning, Saturday, we go out, we hunt all day. Uh, Saw a little bit of movement, nothing crazy though. Saw one buck kind of early in the morning that as soon as he walked away, I was like, I'm maybe gonna be really mad i didn't shoot that buck come the end of season if i haven't killed anything yet but let him walk um that's opening morning for me yesterday sunday we go back out again super early get up in the stand and everything and i'll paint a picture real quick of where i'm hunting because that this will all come into play here in a minute but it's kind of a bit of a bowl if you will it's like a finger of a field that runs north to south it's about 40 ish yards wide in the section that i'm in Um, towards the top, it's wider, but in where I'm at, it's about 40 ish yards wide of this field. I'm in the Eastern part of the woods. And then there's a Western part of woods on both sides. Both sides are sloping up. So the field is like a low point. And then on the Western side, the side that I'm not hunting at, um, there's like a dry Creek bed that runs through there. And it's a bit of a steep drop on both sides. Um, I'm hunting kind of just an old trusty ladder stand that I've killed a lot of deer out of in the years. And it's facing into the east. So facing into this hill that's going up on the side that I'm in ladder stand is in a very old Oak tree, very big old Oak tree. And the way that the tree is, it actually kind of hides everything on your left. Um, good concealment there. So Sunday morning, yesterday morning, this same buck that I let walk opening morning comes by same path of travel and everything just coming from the opposite direction he's just running this field edge right behind me i see him again get a better look at him this time realize he's actually a little smaller than i thought he was i'm like okay you know i'm, I'm glad that i didn't shoot him yesterday so he goes off well then the rest of the morning pretty uneventful um and around i don't know about 10 o'clock in the morning I hear something behind me in the woods to the west behind me across this field. I kind of turn over, look over my shoulder. I see a doe. She's obviously in heat. She's moving quick. And I'm like, well, there's going to be a buck right behind her. 20 seconds later, right behind her, here comes the buck. It's a short, young, little forky. I mean, smaller than this on both sides. Just a little guy right behind her. I'm like, all right, cool. So I turn back around facing out looking into the section of woods I'm in. I hear him again back there, kinda turn around again, look across the field, see him there in the woods, and then I lose her. She's gone, but I still see the buck. Well he kinda gets to the top of this draw, stops, he's kinda looking around up there, starts milling around. I'm like, okay, well he's gonna stay there for a minute. So I don't know, another five, ten minutes go by, I turn around again, still see him up there. I'm like, okay, whatever. He's just gonna chill out. I'm not really concerned about him. I've got good cover where I'm at. They're still probably 70 yards of distance from us. I really got to uh, answer the call of nature. So I'm like, I'm going to take care of this. So I stand up in my stand and, you know, do all that. And as I'm standing up, I'm like, I'm going to stretch a little bit. So I'm kind of, you know, popping the back, turning around. I'm just standing on the little platform in the ladder. And I turn around now and I'm completely turned around in my ladder stand facing into the tree. And now I'm, So I'm looking across this field and kind of peeking around the tree, looking over into the woods. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to pull the binoculars up real quick and just glass this little forky buck. Just look at him a little better. So I pull the binoculars up and I'm looking. And I kind of get like a glimpse real quick of his antlers when he turns his head. I'm like, that's not that forky. That's a bigger buck. (laughs) Mm. I'm like, this dude pulled a Houdini on me somehow. So, but I still haven't gotten a great look at him yet. And so I kind of just put the binoculars down, and I'm just kind of breathing a little bit. I'm like, what's going on here? Pull the binoculars up again, and, and this time I see him. He kind of starts walking a little left and starts coming down out of the woods towards the field edge. And I can see him a little better. And I'm like, that's a decent buck. He drops down into that dry creek bed, follows it for 10, 15 feet, and then he comes up out of the creek bed right next to the cedar tree. And as soon as he comes out, he's staring directly at me and that's the first time i can see him just wide antlers way outside the ears and i'm like that's a shooter (laughs) so again like i said i'm i'm standing on the platform in the ladder ladder stand completely you know 180 of the way you're supposed to be sitting in this thing staring straight into the tree i just kind of drop the binoculars on the chest rig just let them sit there grab my rifle it's a marlin 3030 lever action it's got a hammer so you know you run the lever and the lever runs the hammer back, but I've already got one chamber. So I just pull the hammer back and lay the gun down on the right side of the tree. And right about the time that I get the gun rested. And at this point I've kind of dropped down a little bit onto my knees and I have my knees in the seat of the ladder stand Mm -hmm. and I get it down. And I, and as soon as I get, you know, the rifle and the scope on him, he's walked, he's in the field now and he's walking to my left. He's gone behind the big tree. So I'm like, all right, so I just reposition, go to the other side of the tree, get the rifle ready, and as soon as he walks out on the other side, I've got a perfectly good shot at him. Broadside quartering two, just a hair, but not much. And he's not running or anything. He's not chasing a doe, it doesn't look like, but he's just kind of walking slow. So I, I give him the old, and he <laughs> just stops, pull the trigger, see him hit. He jumps, kind of runs up into the woods, crosses that creek bed, goes up the hill and as he's trying to like come up out of the creek bed and up the hill i can see that his back legs are just giving out and then he just crashes right there and i'm like all right so i just chill out for a second just sit down kind of breathe a little bit turn around again and when he went down like i saw him go down but after he hit i couldn't see where he was Mm. and so i'm like all right i'm gonna give it a minute or two waited a few minutes started getting all my stuff climbed down went over to the field um We've talked about this before. You all know this, but I'm colorblind. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like 99% sure this deer's dead right over there. I can walk right over to it, but I'm still looking for blood just to see. I don't see anything.
3: But when, <laughs> yeah. when.
2: would either way. <laughs> well, when I got to the creek bed though, I actually did start seeing like blood that even I could see. And okay. I'm like, okay, yeah, there's blood here. So I dropped down in the creek bed, come up and he had actually tumbled on the other side of a log. So I come Mm. up and, like, I wasn't afraid or having any doubts or anything, but, like, I came up on the other side of the creek bed and for a second I'm like, well, I don't see him laying here. And (laughs) I'm like, "Uh uh-oh. And then I catch Antler, like, on this backside of this log. And I'm like, okay, there he is. So I walk (laughs) over and find him. But, yeah, he's a a nice eight-pointer. I've killed a lot of eight-pointers, but this dude's wide he's the widest buck i've probably ever shot very wide he's Um, what
0: like four five six inches outside of his ears yeah i I put a tape on him
2: which i mean so in kentucky when you call bucks in they want to know if the antler spread is 11 inches or more so you you don't need an exact number but you, you need to know if it's above 11 so i put a tape on him and outside edge he was just shy of 20 inches whoa um so yeah Bang-a-rang. But, no, so the story about walking up to the deer and, like, being – so I, I go up to him. He's there. I'm like, all right, cool. Buck's down. Start figuring out, like, my game plan, what I'm going to do, how I'm going to get the deer out of here. I decide I'm just going to gut him right where he's laying and then, you know, get all that weight out of him because it's going to make dragging him down and up out of this dry creek bed a lot easier, a little less weight. So I'm like, all right, that's what I'm going to do. So I walk back out to the field, drop all my gear, and I'm just going to go get my truck and drive the truck right up to where I'm at. And I walk back out in the field, and I look, and there's this little forky,
3: oh, which honestly
2: might have been the one that I originally the saw. Yeah, he's just standing there in the field, just staring at me, and I'm like, you "Just shot my dad."
3: <laughs> <Where's> my dad.
2: <laughs> I'm like, "Okay, cool, man." So uh, I just start walking right towards him. He's just staring, locked on me, like trying to figure out what I am. Walking right towards him, kind of stop. I'm like, "What's going on?" Pull my phone out, take a picture of him. And that's actually the picture I posted on Go Wild when I logged, you know, my hunt for him yesterday. Start walking more towards him. And I'm not kidding. I was almost from me to you, Jacob, before he turns and bolts he's to the just, left. He's just getting a good look at you because
1: he's going to kill you in the woods next year. <laughs> well, no, it gets he crazier. shot my
2: dad. <laughs> it gets crazier. So I've texted Jake. You all have met Jake. Most of you all have met Jake that I work with at the fire department. He killed a really nice buck opening morning. And uh, so I text him and I'm telling him, you know, hey, I got a buck down to you, whatever. And I'm walking. And this is after the little forkies ran off. I'm walking through this field going back to get my truck. Well, I hear something crashing off to my right. I stop. Look, here comes a doe walking probably 30, 20, 25, 30 yards to my left through the woods. And I'm in the field. And then right behind her is a spike buck chasing her. And he's just foaming at the mouth, running, and she's worked up. I mean, they are rutting. And then right behind this little spike is another little forky. And then I hear something crashing to my left. I look over, and it's that little forky that I'd walk right up to. He comes out of the woods, bounds across the field, and joins in on the chase with them. Jeez. So they're just running, all over chasing right next to me as I'm walking through this field. Man. But, yeah, so got the truck, drove it over there, got him gutted, got him up in the truck. Nice. The rest is history. Did you
0: weigh him at all? No.
2: Mm-hmm. You can do a euro on him. Yeah, I got him at home. So <coughs> done by Derek. Done by Derek. Euros by Derek. Euros by Derek. <laughs>
3: um, I thought I went <gasps> when you talked about peeing. Um, not because I was shocked that you peed, but <laughs> I do. I thought you were in. I thought this story was gonna be like I shot him with my pants down. No, <laughs> Because I, cool. I thought that's where it was going. So I was like. <gasps>
2: No, but it just, it worked out that I had to because at that point I was already standing up and turned around in the stand and just ready to go. Whereas if I hadn't have done that, I would have been looking at this deer over my shoulder. I would have had to have figured out how to get turned around in the stand when he was Mm -hmm. potentially in the field where I wouldn't already Mm -hmm. have, I wouldn't have the cover to make the moves
1: that I had at that point. Well, and the weirdness of seeing a forky and then glassing
2: that thing. Yeah, I mean, I watched that that forky behind me for 15, 20-ish minutes with that doe off and on. You know, I wasn't staring at them the whole time because they were behind me. It was uncomfortable, you know, just to look behind you the whole time. But every once in a while, I'd turn around and still see him there. And then I'd turn around another time, and I'm looking, and I'm like, oh, there he is again. I'm like, oh, wait, nope, that's not him. That's I, I have no idea where this buck came from. Um, In the evening, opening day, like, well, I say evening. It was sundown, past legal. I could hear a buck back there doing a lot of tending grunts. Mm. and i wonder if it wasn't maybe him just hanging out back there mm.
3: so what how are you tracking deer in your color colorblind like typically I when don't, you don't see them I,
2: I, i'm very conservative with my shots i make shots that i know are gonna drop a deer right there and i've let a lot of deer walk probably that other people could have taken shots at just because mm-hmm. i don't want to leave anything to chance okay that's part of it um if I'm hunting with somebody I've been in that situation it happened with the black bear in Colorado you know we shot I shot that bear the night before and mm-hmm. we've tracked blood my buddy tracked blood and I mean he knows me very well we've known each other our whole lives he knows I'm colorblind it's it's not me trying to like get out of anything <laughs> he's just like I know you can't see this track my bear Do point. you
3: typically hunt like a field then cuz mm-hmm. it might be I don't know I I guess it's kind of hard in the woods typically to see
2: No so uh, one little life hack that I have and I've I think I've talked about this before somewhere either on go wild or on the podcast I can't remember but um I used to carry this around in my pack all the time but now it's just gotten to a point where I just leave it in the truck and I just go get it if I need it um but I carry a little spray bottle of hydrogen peroxide because if you spray that on mm-hmm. blood it foams up and turns white so I can see like the sheen mm-hmm and, but I won't, I can't tell if it's blood or if it's just.
3: Like water. So if you ever anything, see
2: Derek out there just spraying the grass. Yeah, so I'll spray and I'll see it foam up. You know, he's I'm like, killed
3: someone <laughs> and he's trying to find out. I'll
2: know that that's blood. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just very conservative with my shots. I take shots that I know are going to work. And then I will oftentimes rely very heavily on some, someone else if I do have to blood track. I mean, I've hunted my whole life. I've been in situations where I've had to blood track animals. Um, probably not the way you're supposed to do it but just with the nature of me being colorblind I'll rely a lot more on seeing where the animal ran off to and kind mm-hmm. of reading the terrain and seeing where stuff's pushed down I'll follow that more than I'll follow blood cuz I can't see the blood right um but yeah I mean I've had years ago I shot a deer one I was hunting in the evening by myself shot a deer and it ran off and I So I had found a little bit of blood on my own, just kind of on accident, and I was like touching it and actually seeing it, like on my fingers. Like I know this is blood, and had a buddy come out the next morning and help me track it because I couldn't see it. Interesting. So if it's
0: low light, would you be able to see with the that black light? I've used them
2: before, and I don't really. They don't help. No, not for me. But Hmm. yeah, it's not fun. Cool. It's I. There's nothing I dread more than tracking a deer. I mean, I know no one enjoys doing it, but for me, I feel like there's just an extra level of mm-hmm. hatred for it because it's like I'm trying to see something I cannot physically see. Yeah. No. Well, good job,
0: man. That's yeah. Great deer. So
2: that's, he's, you know, that's in the book. Um, I got another little hunt that I'm doing, a little control hunt and a little arboretum Close to here, uh, I'm gonna try to get a deer out there. I have to be a doe, and then if I do any more hunting out at our property, it's just gonna be with the bow. Cause I'm I'm doing pretty good. And What's an arboretum? An arboretum.
3: <laughs> what did you say? An arboretum. Yeah.
2: What is it though? For you?
0: an arboretum.
1: Arboretum. Yeah. What
0: is it? It's, it's like a <clears throat> privately run forest. Mm. Like a conservation protection area kind mm. of thing. Arbor. Cool. Arbor. <clears throat> like they typically are open to the public, but they're privately run. Nice. Cool.
2: That's
3: it. Go all team. One on the board. Finally
2: got <laughs> one. Finally
0: got one. <laughs> a lot of missed opportunities out there. It's
1: that time of year, Friends. though, man. Things can change
0: in a week. We could oh. all be talking about our bucks. Hopefully next week is somebody else on the we board. We
3: did say last week that we were, we would have some good stories this week. And thank God, Derek did something. (laughs) I I
2: haven't even talked talked about North Dakota if we just wanted stories.
1: We haven't got to hear about the duck hunt where you uh, wore a blister on your finger from pulling the trigger so much. Yeah. (laughs) He was at your party. He was telling me about it. I was like, how'd it go? And he just goes like that and shows me his finger. And it's just all blistered up. And I was like, what's that from? He goes, the trigger. (laughs) (laughs) Pull the trigger. Pull the trigger. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, we'll have to work that in sometime when... We don't have buck stories. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, make sure y'all are logging your time for this podcast and your hunts and sharing stories about deer or even turkeys, if you're one of those people who turkey Paul hunts Campbell. in the fall. Yeah, and that for you, Paul. <laughs> cool. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. See you. See you.